Look alive, Alia. I'm Retronomic, and this is Gardens Between. I was actually planning on doing、um, a whole retrograde of all the games that I've played on Google Play Pass、uh, for those three months that I had it, or have it still.、Uh, I'm trying to play through as many as I can and actually play through the whole game, of course. But、uh, but after playing this one, I actually felt like I had to do it now while it's still fresh in my mind, and because、um, it was impactful. I'll say that、uh, it, it doesn't. I don't know if it would have the same effect for everyone, but for me, it did have that effect. It was very impactful、um, because it's an interesting type of game in in its own mechanics, but also like the story sort of、uh, hit me outside of the game itself. I have had games elicit feelings, or、uh, if I could think of a better word than that.、Uh, now it sounds like I'm trying to be smart.、Uh, Where I'll, I'll feel excitement or anger or sadness or something like that for the character, you know, and even you know, being the character, you know, sort of a thing where you immerse yourself and you can like sort of, you know, make that your avatar, like you know how most silent protagonists are considered, you know, somebody you can just put yourself into、um, the shoes of. But this one actually made me feel something outside of the game it, itself. So that's what was really interesting for me, at least.、Um, so let's start the dissection off with the graphics. They are absolutely beautiful. They they have this like almost pastel animation look. I don't know how to explain that.、Uh, I, I need to learn more stuff about art, so then I could probably do a better job of doing the graphics.、Uh, I always say pastels or or cell shadings and things like that.、Um, but no, this one looked very beautiful. It, it does have a lot of bright colors and has a painted kind of look. So everything actually looks really amazing, and I'm surprised on the that on a mobile sort of game、um, is this kind of graphics. I mean, I guess that's pretty normal for today. But I mean, I have a smartphone, not not an iPhone. iPhones obviously have a lot more、um, molecular structures and. <laughs> Um, no, I, in other words, technology. I guess I don't know. I, I don't want to say some word and go and try to sound like I know what I'm talking about. Like, oh,、uh, it has more RAM. It's like, yeah, that has nothing to do with graphics. Oh,、um, it, it's got microchips. Yeah, mo most things do. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> you know, I, I don't know what I'm talking about. But yeah, this was a game and a half. You know, it's got it. It looks amazing.、Um, but added to that is not only does it have these great graphics, you have a lot to look at. Each level is like an island, but it's made up of a memory. So there's like you know, yeah, there's rock and and nature and things like that,、uh, or sand and and like、uh, you know pathways and all that. So the materials that make up the level are actually of are actually of memories you have. So the main characters are these two friends and. Um, a memory that they might have had is going to the Natural History Museum. So then they they have an island that has this giant like skeleton of a dinosaur on it, and it's really cool. And you and、uh, it just looks cool. But then you have to actually do stuff with that. And so then you also have you know、um, other things like archaeological looking things with the、uh, Natural History Museum level. But then you also have another level where they're.、Um, They have a memory of looking at the stars, you know, or the moon. So then you have a telescope at the top of this island, and and everything's much bigger than you. You know, it's like huge. So you're actually this small thing on this small 
island that's made up of giant pieces of different like memories so like if it's you know some of them it's just like you know uh, uh, a couple of toys you know that are huge uh, compared to you when normally they'd be like the size you know of your hand or something um, so yeah there's all kinds of things like that and it looks amazing and you know it's like it's all throughout the level you know it's the makeup of the island so you have the look of an island but also um structured by these other things you know so that's really cool about it so it's very creative in its look actually and of course it's all made up of this artistic look you know this uh paint-like uh animation it, it's really amazing looking now cutting into music and sound well the sound is uh, really well done I like how they did that actually I, um, there's a lot of different clues almost with with the sounds like at one point you have a level where you have to get this drop of water onto some electricity uh, this like exposed wire and you don't really you know notice it while you're going through until you hear the little zzz every time that that happens so um, yeah, I don't want to go into the gameplay yet, but yeah, there's something with that, that the sound was sort of like a clue, context clues, you know, so that's what I loved about that. Uh, they do a good job with the sound, otherwise it's, you know, sound. I don't know. <laughs> if, it does, if, if, if something didn't sound right, then I'd say something. If I'm hearing a duck quack when you open a door, that, that's when it's like, okay, wait, no, that's not working. <laughs> you know, so, I don't know, if it sounds like a door opening, then okay, you're good, nothing to worry about. But the music is actually very melodic and, and instrumental, and that is done really well. And um, apparently you have the ability to, like in the menu, you can actually check out the songs, the soundtrack of the game. And I'm wondering if there's actually lyrics to all the songs in there, because the very last one has lyrics, and it's really well done. And they sort of ram home the whole idea of the story with that song. And it's a beautiful song, too. And it's really actually like well written and all that so it, it sounds good you know not just you know pretty sounding but i like it adds to the impact of the story now let's dig into that gameplay because it's strange at first you're, you're gonna go into this being like okay wait what am i doing here but it actually turns out to be something really really clever um so in in terms of the gameplay you have to uh go forward or backward and i know that sounds like um yeah duh but it's like i don't want to say fast forward and rewind because it's not in fast forward in fact you you can control somewhat the speed but at the max speed it's just normal sort of like speed <laughs> and it moves a little bit faster in in when you reverse it but you're literally doing that sort of a thing like you're controlling the time of what's happening you know and it s seems very easy and strange as well just because you know I've heard someone I heard a couple people say interactive story I wouldn't say it's an interactive story but I get what they mean when they say that in their in their reviews uh, because yeah you aren't really controlling the characters you're just controlling what what the movement of time you know and then you'll even uh, uh, tap on the screen to to like ring a bell that makes it so these flowers open um, or close and then you have uh, something where you can wind something that makes it so it moves a different part of the level forward and backward through time but not the rest of the level 
or you guys. So that's really interesting. So you do have some control over the characters. Right, so you swipe right to move the characters along while the camera turns around the island to show what's going on, you know, and they're just doing their own thing. You know, uh, sometimes that's something really cool about the, the actual story building of the levels and the characters and things like that. Because um, while you're moving forward, the girl, you can tell she's more ambitious and outgoing. Um, she's kind of a tomboy as well. Um, and the boy, he's kind of like shy, but inquisitive at the same time, you know, so he'll stop to look at something and start, you know, messing with it and all that while the girl's like running ahead. And then she'll look back and be like, oh, come on, you know, like what the heck's taking you so long, you know, and she'll wait for him. And, you know, he'll he'll like, you know, get distracted by different things. But he's also like wary when it comes to something else. He might look a little worried and things like that while she's just going, you know, headlong into stuff because she, you know, just seems really brave and confident. So they, they're kind of a, not a mismatch uh, group. I'd say they're actually more matched because they're so opposite from each other. You know, it's like puzzle pieces putting together, you know, opposites attract and all that. Um, but it's really great with that. They just show who the characters are just by playing the game. But then there's the, you know, storytelling with the levels themselves. You know, not only is it made up of these different memories, but, um, at one point, there's like a shirt that goes down a drain. I mean, it's gigantic compared to you, but you know, you see this shirt and it actually does stop to uh, show you that. Like the camera angle gets off of you and then moves to this spot to show this shirt going down the drain as if trying to tell you something. And then when you get to the end of the level, it shows the memory itself that made up this level. And it's them at the opening of a sewer trying to get a shirt with this stick, you know, and they're helping each other, you know, trying to do that. Like one's holding on to a bar while uh, bending over and holding on to the boys uh, like suspenders while he's trying to reach for it with the stick. But it, during the level, it shows them doing that, but it, it doesn't actually show what happens. And during the level, since it shows the shirt go down the drain, it sort of tells you that, yeah, they didn't get it. They didn't get the shirt. They didn't reach it. And it's like, why is this something important? You know, it, no, it's not. But at the same time, it's sort of like just giving you an idea of what happened. And it's you're living through memories. And it's not like how Figment has these, um, you know, levels made up of fanciful things. It's more like... It's almost like Minesweeper, which uh, I will get to in a, I've already gotten to actually for a retrograde, um, but I have to get around to finishing that dang retrograde. Um, I kind of paused that one just to be able to get, you know, through all these uh, games on Google Play Pass since I only have three months to, you know, play as much as possible. I actually said it that time. Usually that's a tongue twister for me. For some reason, Google Play Pass keeps messing with my mouth whenever I try to say it. But this time, yeah, I think I've got it down finally. So the story isn't actually quite a story. In fact, I'd say it's like the levels are like an allegory almost of, uh, you know, the times you've had with adventures and things like that with old friends, you know, and those experiences sort of shape you as a person. Um, that's why I thought it was really cool how they, you know, show the personality of the kids too, as well as, you know, showing the memory through the level um they did a lot of really interesting story building with that i think um I, and it's funny because i saw a lot of reviews saying like there was no story and things like that and i'm like what are you talking about you know it's literally all right there you know right in front of you um it's just it's not a traditional type of story with a beginning middle and end it's more like just telling you about times that happened 
of these two kids and that's it that's the whole story you know it's really that's about it and i will go into it more but uh right now i'm still on the gameplay uh that's something that's also really cool about it though is the puzzles because you're just back and forth through time you know not literally i mean uh you know you're you're moving it forward or reversing it backward and that really works towards the levels puzzles themselves so like at one point there's that exposed wire and that drop that goes down through it it'll go through it but it won't stay on but that sound sort of makes you think oh so it's it is conducting electricity so then you go slowly back to make it so that drip starts reversing and moving back up and then it hits the wires so then you just stay there for a sec and that wa water now is like conducting electricity through those uh, open wires so it suddenly flashes the lights on that are all throughout the level and that's that sewer level like i was saying um and you're like oh oh i see so <laughs> I i'm turning the lights on through the electricity of that water drip that that would just pass through it before by just standing still with in time that caused that to happen and that was really cool and it's only limited time too so you can actually uh it actually works towards the puzzle some more even after that um then you have all these dang uh pedestals and they're like alive and they jump around but there's this cool little context clue all the levels there's all these context clues which is really well done because yeah there's this point where you're walking through the level and you would totally not maybe not even notice it the first t time or two but you'll be walking and you know she'll be ahead and he'll be a little bit behind and he'll like look across to the background of the level and wave at one of the um pedestals and you know so then you get to this point where you can't go any further and you're like okay what the heck do i do where's the pedestal to put the dang thing on you know and then you find oh wait if i put it on this pedestal that's going to start hopping around and then if i move back and then that's when you realize oh the kid's waving at one and you can see in the background there's another pedestal with a light on it and your pedestal that you put your lantern on um will jump past that so maybe if i work it in a certain way you know back and forth and get that pedestal to jump by the other one with the light on it then maybe I can, you know, get that light. And that's sort of the point is getting these lights inside of your lantern. Um, you have negative light as well to make, take your uh, light away, which actually works towards it as well. Cause you'll have these uh, shadowy like bridges, you know, and if there's light that will take away that bridge. So you might get below to a, a, another path that goes downward, or you might want to get rid of that light. So that way you can get across the bridge of shadow, you know, or it might have that there's a shadow blocking an item or something that you have to use, or it's blocking the way. So you need to use the light to make it disappear so you can move forward, progress, you know, and that's really cool about it too. But they have a lot of tricky things that are so clever. I, the whole time I was just like having this ball going, oh wow that was amazing oh, okay now that was really cool ah oh, i did not expect that you know and stuff like that the whole game i'm like what a cool idea for for solving puzzles you know because you have all these different ways to do things with the backward and forward through time sort of mechanic where you start using something where you rotate a piece of time like uh part of the level will start moving through time and you won't you you'll be still you know just in normal time with that constellation type telescope level you'll move a constellation to look like um one of the bells that you you can ring to open things up like uh, flowers that cold light so you'll move a constellation to turn into that then you walk up to it hit it and then the moon will turn around to be a light so now you go back 
and start moving the world some more, which looks really cool, by the way. It shows the stars like flying by and stuff like that. Uh, it, it reminded me of like this scene inside of um, that Moon Knight, you know, um, kind of like that. It's really cool. Look at um, the effect of it, you know, and then um, but then you'll move the moon itself to a spot where it's kind of close to you on the path. So then now you have to move backward and go back to the path, uh, that spot of the path. And now that light, the moon itself reaches your lantern and goes into it. And it's like, Oh, Whoa, that was freaking awesome. Uh, then you'll move back up and exit the level by having that light. You know, um, you use the light towards making a bridge. You can use it towards exiting and it's really cool. So there's all kinds of instants like that. Now let's suture up the story where, yeah, it's basically that. I've already gone over some of it, um, but it's that your two best friends hanging out inside of a uh, treehouse. And that's when this light shows up during a big old lightning bolt, you know? And obviously none of that's supposed to be necessarily real, I don't think, um, because then it's a matter of you guys going through memories. And I think it's just supposed to be that you guys are hanging out, having uh, one last, you know, night of, you know, a sleepover just trying to have fun and re reminisce about all the good times you guys have had. And then at the end, I don't want to give away that. It's not really a story. It's not really a twist, I'd say. It's just more of a, a you know, something that happens with the story. But during the ending, I sort of just out of nowhere, didn't, without meaning to, said, I'll miss you out of nowhere. You know, just like, it just blurted out. So I was like, huh, that's odd. I didn't expect that, you know. Um, so yeah, it was mostly because like, it sort of feels nostalgic almost not the game itself like how uh it felt nostalgic with odysseus cosmos being like um old games and stuff like that but more like it started making me think of all these different memories that i'd had and different adventures i went on like uh one time I, like one time my two older brothers and my older sister as well as me and uh, my little god brother and two god sisters all of us went through a storm drain <laughs> Uh, sort of like how they went through us to like a sewer opening um, But yeah, we went all the way through it and it, it felt like a mile It might have been a lot less, but I don't know it felt like it took forever through this pitch black freaking sewer um, And ended up in this other side of like a park It was a beautiful park like just a place to hang out and have fun and then we got a ride home after calling the family uh, 1-800 collect if anybody remembers that c-o-l-l-e-c-t yeah that was back then that's how old it is it was with pay phones and stuff uh but yeah of course we got in trouble because we shouldn't have done that but yeah it still was cool it was a fun adventure and then we had all kinds of other adventures like a or heck just doing stuff like matthew and i once did this like football slash soccer slash like what was it a, an obstacle course type of hybrid that we created and it was like the middle of the night, everybody was asleep. I don't know how nobody woke up, but yeah, we weren't exactly being quiet either. Um, but yeah, we played that in the middle of the night because it was a full moon out, so you could see everything. It was so well lit, brightly lit up. Uh, and that was with my grandma when she had a house. Um, you know, like, you know, we didn't, like, we weren't rich or anything, but she had paid mortgage and all that. And, you know, grandpa and grandma got a house with um, their jobs of being teachers somehow. I know that they don't make a lot of money being a teacher. Um, but yeah, like from there, um, we had the backyard. It was a pretty big backyard. So we did all kinds of stuff there. And there's so many memories we have from that. And it, that was before it got sold. She had to sell it because she couldn't keep up with it. And um, 
yeah, they totally remodeled the place. So you can't even go like, go back and be like, oh, this is the place where I grew up. No, it looks totally different now. They've changed everything, it sucks. But, you know, but hey, it's their place. They should be allowed to do that, I'm just saying. But yeah, actually in that same backyard, uh, we passed it down to our brother, little brother and sister uh, when they came along. And uh, like, we, I remember this thing where I set up all kinds of like different clues everywhere. Like one of them was, uh, look up high where eight-legged uh, creatures might be or something like that. And then you look up uh, around this one spot and you'll find a Spider-Man card, of course. <laughs> and then uh, you turn it over to get another clue. And that was like this big old thing. And I even made a map eventually. And my older brother was helping my little brother and sister to find it. And I had a metal class where I made this like coin as well as a key um, with this. It's like a dirt type of thing. You know, you, you pour the melted uh, you first pour it, uh, yeah, make it dirt, then you push in this uh, item, and then you take that out and then pour in metal, and then cover that up and do it the rest of the way, you know? It was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, like, Danny didn't let her try to find anything, of course. He was like, always trying to, you know, be the best of everything. So he was, you know, trying to find it as quickly as possible. Heck, when we did Easter egg hunts, uh, he would always try to get every single one. So yeah, he was really a little too excited. I had to kind of you know, reel them in a little bit so she could have some fun too. Um, but yeah, then eventually they find uh, the key and then they had to go to this honeysuckle bush. We had this big old honeysuckle bush that was like along the fence and you had to go into this little alcove part of it. You know, it's not like deep or nothing. It was just this little spot that was dug out kind of thing, I guess. Or maybe it just grew that way. I don't remember. And um, I had a chest in there with the metal coin in it. And so then he, him being the one that found it again, of course, I let him choose which one he wanted to keep. Um, so yeah, but they went on this little adventure that I made for them. And, you know, there was all kinds of stuff like that. It was, it was a lot of fun, you know, and, it, and this game sort of reminded me of that stuff. That's what I mean. It sort of, you know, just maybe feel reminiscent of all those different times that you don't really think about, you know, it's like life moves on and you just forget. And it takes something like that to, you know, finally pop it back in your head and you go, oh yeah, I remember that. That was cool. That was a really great time, you know? Um, so yeah, I don't know. That's something that this game did to me. So that was really cool. Then of course there's the, you know, world building, the characterization and all that. And that was really interesting too. So, you know, the game itself had a nice little story, but it even like brought up, you know, story of my own, <laughs> my own stories. So I just thought that was really cool about it and thought I'd mention that because that's the sort of impact it had on me and like I said I even ended up saying I'll miss you and I was like wow that came out of nowhere was that for Matthew or something because I lost my older brother uh, Matthew at one point but him and I were like best friends so we had all these great memories and this was like you know I didn't I didn't feel sad during it it was more like reminiscing in a good way you know so that was kind of cool and now let's get into the reanimations I'd say a two one for you know replayability every once in a while you might want to come back to it but two is just there's a lot of tricky things inside of it and I achievements is what it is so I'll get to that in uh, retrodomicon but uh, first uh, retrosis um, something old that reminds me of that game uh, well for one Prince of Persia that just the mechanic of moving time back and forth I will say that but I can't really think of any games that really gave me that feeling outside of the game itself, you know? Like, obviously, I felt different ways about games, like, uh, 
the Jack series. I was really, you know, excited at different times and freaked out at different times and be like, whoa, that was a crazy twist. But um, I never really felt like as, as I felt it for the character, not for me itself. You know, that this like bled out into the real world, you know, that's <laughs> like thinking of my own memories. I'm like, oh, wow. You know, thinking of old friends that I've lost over the years just from moving or things like that. And then, of course, my brother. So, yeah, it was, it was pretty nuts. I don't think there's a game that's done that for me. Well, mobile has, I'll admit. Mobile games have. There are certain games. Uh, so now moving on to uh, recommendations. Uh, the Room, I will say that. That one got me. Caught me off guard. Because it was, it was a game that made you be immersed. It still felt because of the character. But, I mean, I, I was floored in the second game with this little twist that they have. So yeah, it was pretty amazing. I, I felt really alone except for this one character who gives you notes and then something happens with that nice little turn in the story, um, which I'll get into in my interactive point and click retrograde that I plan to do. Hopefully I get to that soon. Um, but yeah, that was, yeah, it was pretty cool. So there you go. Uh, now Retronomicon, yes, the achievements. I went through the game not realizing what the achievements were like I, I thought it was just you know you go through the game you're gonna get achievements here and there and I did get one secret one not secret really but just one that was not gonna happen during the gameplay then I get a, check out the achievements because I'm like okay finish that whole game I want to see if there's anything else there's nothing else ah oh, dang well I'll just push this achievement button and it turns out there's 17 and I've only gotten six I'm like what whoa <laughs> So yeah, that, that was pretty cool. And I'd say that's definitely secrets. And they're like, odd. I don't know what they are, really. Um, I will get back to it someday, so I figured I'd save it for then. Um, but yeah, there's like little creatures or something, or friends, because it says like defined little things. Like I think one of them was a cat. And I'm like, what, there's a cat in this game? I never noticed that before. <laughs> so yeah, that's what I mean. There's a lot of different things you can figure out. And it, I'm pretty sure it's not e that easy since I, I did go th through like every inch of the game back and forth and never even noticed there were other things like achievements uh, other than the ones that I thought would just happen naturally. On to the Opsopsy results. Gets five stars, obviously. I think you guys saw that coming. But it really deserves it for just having all this interesting and clever things going on with something else to the story that actually tells it through the level or tells it, you know, through the little cutscenes that you get bits of uh, memories and things like that. And, you know, the gameplay itself is seems really strange at first. It seems like, yeah, an interactive story, but then you start getting into it and you're like, whoa, no, this is a lot more complicated than that. And then it even gets trickier than that with all the little different things you can do. Like, it's just so cool. Like this one point, you can have a, um, a level with like lightning in the background and you can actually start slowly going through the level till finally you get to the lightning that it's like staying on the screen. So it starts traveling around and then hits other things. Uh, you have video games. <laughs> you go into a video game where you play Super Chicken Bros, which is basically Super Mario Bros. And uh, you move the game forward and it'll hit something um, that makes a light come out. Now this pedestal that goes into the video game can grab that. Then there's a picture where you have to do different things like the pedestal will hop on a seesaw. Now it makes it so you can access the seesaw to get across. And then it'll go down a slide and then run into a shadow wall. 
right? So then you can get a light, put it on a pedestal that'll jump into the picture, and then that pedestal will pass the other pedestal that's going down the slide, and then pass that light onto him. So then it'll be able to get past the darkness part. It's really cool with that. They have like all kinds of different things. There's even a radio. There's another one where you actually have to change the radio station of a giant radio that's there and it makes each of the different pedestals start moving around and you have to figure out how to get them in a certain sequence to do things. Then you even have one where the pedestals jump into these different buckets of paint and I get all the way to the end and I'm trying to figure out what the heck, which dang pedestal do I put it on because I tried putting it on this one and that one and like it's supposed to be like I think an orange one but then you, if you go through and you go slowly you see that this one pedestal jumps into a pink one and then jumps into an orange one later on and you're like oh it changed color you son of a mother so then you have to figure out how to do it in the beginning of the level to put it on the pedestal let them jump around when you get to the end and then you can pick up your um lantern with the light in it now and that'll get you through the end so that's what i mean there's a lot of cool tricky stuff to it but as well as there's just a heartfelt story with some charm to the look and i mean beautiful freaking look i'm telling you um, so it, it deserves that five-star rating. I'd say get it as well. It's definitely worth the price. It's not even that expensive. If I remember right, it's $199. I got it from Google Play Pass, but it still shows the price listed. Um, but yeah, that's definitely worth it. It was made in like, I think 2017 or 2018. And, and it's a really decently made game for something, you know, a few years ago. Um, so you might think it's an old game, but no, it's actually still holds up. I mean, I'm telling you, check that out. I just wanted to add that it's also made by uh, Voxel Agents, the same people who made Puzzle Retreat, which is surprising because that's like a completely different kind of game. You know, it's like a puzzle game, sliding puzzles. I, I think I have a retrograde on that, which is funny because I played that again recently. And like, I actually uh, went into, I think it was in Everest, which is like the last level full of hard freaking puzzles and went into the, um, chat to you know check out any hints and stuff it's kind of like a little community chat thing that's like long dead and i found the most like funniest like soap opera fight unfold between all the chatters like there's this column and row thing that people sort of established in previous uh hint type of things where you know column is up and down rows are left and right um so that way you can get the hints easier well, someone would just kept saying Rose for everything. And then like people started getting mad about it. First one that got mad about it was Sheila. And she's like, no, you're wrong. And like starts going on about how there's columns and rows. And then like someone starts backing her up saying the definition of a column and the definition of a row. And like, and then like other people are like, you're not looking at the world past your nose. And you know, there's other ways to see things and say things. And like, it was this big old fight that was just, absolutely hilarious that started somewhere in the middle of the everest pack and i was just like what in the world this is just hilarious to see i didn't even realize that and it goes on for a while all the way to the last level finally of, of just them going back and forth and everybody backing them up and it's just funny to see this like weird little fight chat thing going on uh, and uh you know I, I actually use the column row method um but i kind of rooted for jerry the whole time because he, he seemed a little more level-headed while sheila had a point but uh there you know she was just so you know she, they could have gone differently about it both of them there was a lot of misunderstanding and stuff like that um but yeah she seemed to be a little bit more angry about it um just putting them down uh, so yeah, I don't know. It's just kind of a funny little thing. Check out if you happen to play Puzzle Retreat anytime. And apparently it seems like there's two listeners, two people that keep 
coming back and listening to my podcasts. I'm surprised. Um, that's pretty awesome. I want to say thank you guys. There's two retro deads. Maybe I'll build that retro horde at some point and have, have uh, them to play games and eat brains, you know? So who knows? But to get buried alive, like and subscribe and get notified to be revived next time. Bye, everybody. Thank you.